Today we're in the third week of our word study series on the word love. We've been looking at these three words in the Bible, agape, eros, and today we come to the word philia. Let's jump right in with the definition. Philia is an affection toward others that grows beyond a good feeling to become a mutual commitment. Another way to say that is if agape is someone you have to love, then philia is what you show to someone that you want to love. You like being around them. It's more like a friendship. Now, in this topic, we're going to use the ESV, and we're pulling this from the Olive Tree Bible app so that we can take a look at the Strong's numbers connected to these words. In John chapter 11, we see the word phileo, which is the verb form of the noun philia, and it's in the context of Mary and Martha sending to Jesus, telling him, Lord, he whom you love is ill. They're talking about their brother. And you notice the word that John uses in his gospel is phileo, which means to be a friend of, to be fond of this person, to have this affection toward this person. And Jesus did. Jesus loved Lazarus like a little brother, like a friend. Later in verse 35, we see the word is used once again. This is when Jesus showed up and saw all of the people grieving over the death of Lazarus. It says in verse 35 that Jesus also wept. And then the Jews said, see how he loved him. See how he phileoed him. So I want to ask you this question. Who is someone that you have to love? That's sort of the agape love of week one. And who is someone that you want to love? This is the philia love. You know, in a sense, philia love spans the gap between that selfless agape love and the eros love of last week. Eros is where you would have a sexual attraction. That's not what philia is about either. But philia also doesn't go as far into this selfless agape love because when you philia someone, then you love them in a way that's mutual. You know, you give and you take. And everyone needs friends like that. And as you read your New Testaments, you'll see that Christians are marked by this philia love for each other, this brotherly love that's rooted in our shared identity and experience in Christ. In fact, this kind of love transcends anything that we have in common with anyone else. We actually see it right here when Jesus is talking to his disciples in John 15. He says, this is my commandment, that you love one another, the word there is agape, as I have loved you, greater love, again, agape, greater agape has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Now notice the word there is philos. And so you see the relationship between these two loves, that the greater love, the agape love that Jesus has for us opens the door for us to have this band of brothers kind of love. And this is exactly what Jesus experienced with his disciples. At this point in his ministry, he actually wanted to be around them. He really enjoyed their company. And yet all along, he had had this deeper agape love for them and for us as well. Paul expands on this in 1 Thessalonians 4. In verse 9, he says, Now concerning brotherly love, and notice the word there is Philadelphia, which literally means philos affection for your brother. He says, Now concerning that, you have no need for anyone to write you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to 
love one another. Notice what he uses there now is agape love. And so we see once again the connection between these two types of love. This deeper, more selfless agape love that comes from God himself and that is demonstrated in Jesus, and most particularly when Jesus went to the cross and died for us, though we were still sinners, that deep agape love gives way to brotherly love amongst us as we work together for our common mission, following Jesus and helping other people to experience his agape love. This is the love that we saw in John 15. It's what we see here in 1 Thessalonians 4. And so I have this question that you can talk about with your group or your mentor. Why do you think it was easier for the early church to be a band of brothers, you know, and experience this philia love? And then what would it take for us to get back to that in the church today? There was something about the early church where they were so on mission with one another that they could love each other with this deeper affection. And I think many of our churches are missing it. All right, last point, and this is where the personal application comes in. Philia is the basis for a deep, lasting connection that we share with our closest friends. And these are the friends that we all need to help us to grow in life and faith. So if you don't have friends that you love to be around, other followers of Jesus, where you mutually benefit from each other's relationship, then I would encourage you to start praying for relationships like that. We see an example of that in 1 Samuel 18 in the friendship between David and Jonathan. It says in verse 3 that Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. Now, if you know the story of David and Jonathan, you'll know that that's really what philia love is all about. It's this incredible connection that they have, this desire to connect together and work together toward a common goal, a common mission. And if you don't know the story, you should read it to see how philia love played out in the Old Testament. So here's the last question I want you to think about. Who are two or three of your soul friends, you know, like Jonathan was for David? And how have they helped you to grow closer to Christ? Again, the truth is that we all need friends like this. This is something that my wife and I pray for our own kids. We want them to have brothers and sisters in Christ that they have this deep connection with because God designed us to need philia love. We all need it. And in the church, we can get it. That's the greater love that we see in the pages of the Bible.